0: You're listening to the Tony Stewart Podcast, where Tony interviews financial literacy advocates who are changing the conversation on money, so you can catch up on the latest trends and ideas in the world of financial literacy and education. Presented by Paperwork. Be prepared for life.
1: Welcome to the Tony Stewart Podcast presented by Paperwork. I'm pleased to be joined today by Petrina Dixon. Petrina Dixon is a personal finance expert, international speaker, and award-winning author of the top-selling financial journal book series, It's My Money. Petrina is a 2018 100 Women of Color honoree. Petrina is also the founder of P. Dixon Consulting LLC. And in this episode, we'll be discussing Petrina's book, It's My Money, a guided journal to help you manage your finances along with her podcast, The Money Exchange. Patrina, welcome to the Tony Stewart Podcast.
0: Tony, thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad to be here.
1: Oh, I'm just so excited to talk to you. Uh, you know, I love your journals and uh, want to learn more. Sure. So, yeah.
0: Let's do it.
1: Fantastic. So, you know, as I start w- with everyone is, uh, you know, we want to hear about your origin story. How did you get started in personal finance?
0: Sure. So um, really the basis of my story, I feel like I've been saying this so often um, in the last, uh, in the recent past, it's um, I did not grow up learning how to manage money, what money meant, what a great credit score was. And I wanted, once I learned how to do that by watching the financial grades, I wanted to, grades at that time, I wanted to then learn how to master it so that I can teach everybody else how to do it. So that's what I did. I got my money in order. I then um, you know, became a student of finances and certif- got certified and all of that stuff. And I began to teach it everywhere I go. Like I started in schools and then I would work with adults. So my journey, the reason why I do what I do is because my money story was horrible. And when I changed my mindset to do it right and actually executed on it, I knew that others needed to know that it was possible, regardless of how much money they made. And that's how I got started now five years ago.
1: Oh, fantastic. Well, I think you hit on something really important that people overlook is that it's a mindset. Yes. Um, would you mind going into that a little bit more and talking about why you feel it's more a mindset than just learning something.
0: Sure. So I'll give you an example. I made good money. I I worked for an employer, um, which I still work for. I make great money. Um, I own my own home. My daughter was in parochial school for which I needed to pay tuition. We had really nice clothes. But if one paycheck didn't come on the day it was supposed to come, that could have flipped our lives upside down. Like I did not, um, you know, we're having this episode in the, after the pandemic. If something like that happened at to me at that point in time, I could have lost everything because I had no money saved, no money invested. It was, I waited for that paycheck every two weeks in order to pay the next person, pay bills, go out to eat, whatever I did. So when my mind shifts shift shifted my mind excuse me my mindset shifted i um i then learned that i needed to do things smarter with my money in case anything life happens emergency catastrophic um, illness anything that i would be prepared in order to continue maintaining the lifestyle that we had at the time so it was the shift in mindset and understanding even with the same money you could really have more own more, have assets versus having things that look nice that didn't mean anything and you couldn't do anything with if you needed to pay the mortgage.
1: Well, that's fantastic. And I think that gets to the whole thing of, you know, getting in control of your money rather than having your money control you. Exactly
0: right. Exactly. And that's what I tell people about the, the budgeting is people think budgeting is is restrictive. Budgeting really is empowering because when you know what you exactly what you have coming in and what you have going out, it empowers you because you know what um, what uh, room and liberties you have to do other things that you want to do. So, yeah, it's certainly empowering when you are intimate with your money and know what's going on with it and, and grow and know how to grow it
1: that's great. And I I, I love that you said that. I'm writing that down because I want to remember that budgeting is empowering rather than restrictive because, you know, you hear the word budget and it turns so many people off.
0: It does, even to this day, with so many people talking about it and out here uh, doing what we do, so many, the term still turns people off. Uh, And I tell my clients, like, if you don't like the word budgeting or it puts you in a a state where you feel frustrated that you have to do it, then call it something else. Call it your spending plan. Call it your intimate time with your money. Call it whatever you want. Just do the exercise of finding out how much you got coming in and how much you plan to uh, spend out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: And and that's really it. You got to have more coming in than you have going out. (laughs)
0: Exactly right. Exactly right.
1: No matter what you you call
0: it. You know what? When people actually do it, they exercise, whatever they call it. Once they start doing it and doing it well and maintaining that fluid uh, activity, I find, at least with my clients, that they don't want to mess up. Right. It's it's getting them there. So that's why it was the mind sh- mindset that I talked about earlier, because mm-hmm. once they start doing it, they're like, oh, 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 this is how much I have left over. Oh, and I saved and my bills are paid and I can still go and get that gourmet coffee or whatever it is that they want to do. So it's just like, OK, I just need to take care of this stuff like write it down what I plan to do. And, and, and then that feeling of empowerment, like we talked about earlier, um, it just, it, it becomes the, the, the guiding factor versus um, just frivolously spending.
1: Fantastic. Now I like that. And, and one thing in there, you said that is super important. I, I know it's kind of a trivial point, but the gourmet cup of coffee and not necessarily giving that up. I mean, how do you feel about that is I know that I feel personally when I hear You know, somebody say, well, you have to give up going to Starbucks every day that I'm like, well, that's not necessarily the truth. If that's what's important to you. How do you feel about that when you hear something like that?
0: Yeah, you know, so well, I won't go into deep uh, uh st- of my story regarding Starbucks because I have a Starbucks story, but <laughs> what you just said is the exact point, right? The budgeting is not about restriction, it's about knowing what you have room to do. And if what are the things that you like to do? Because you start with your income and then you do your expenses. So if part of your expenses include Starbucks, then as long as you have it written down and you know exactly how much you allocate towards that particular item, that's perfectly fine. But oftentimes what happens is people write down their mortgage or rent, their car payment, car insurance, you know, everything that has a due date that they know that they have to pay by a certain time, but the coffee, even the gas for the car, those things don't get written down. So they do them and sometimes they do them in excess. So then it prohibits them from being able to do the stuff that have a due date. So if you, coffee is your thing. Going out to eat is your thing, whatever your thing is, as long as you have that as a line item in your budget and it's within, to your earlier point, it it doesn't um, make that expense column be greater than the income column, then you're absolutely fine if you like Starbucks. So just do it. Just do it responsibly, um, meaning not responsibly like alcohol. I mean responsibly means <laughs> if you have budgeted for t- for you know twenty dollars for a period of time, don't spend sixty dollars just because you know you need to stay within what you budgeted. And so that's what I mean by responsibly.
1: Well, and I like that. I, I think that is such an important point. It's you know it, it, it's personal. It's what works for you, and I think that often the financial services industry you know, is very fond of throwing out hard and fast rules, <laughs> but it's all personal. And
0: it's Isn't what- that what it's called? Personal finance. So I I tell that all the time, though, that personal finance is just that the first word is personal finance. So what even if you and I did the same thing, made the same money uh, spent, we may spend differently and what we spend on may vary like the amount. So you have to do what works best for you.
1: Definitely. I'm writing that down as well. I love it. Great quotes in here. Uh, So, you know, let's talk a little bit about your book. Um, You've actually got a series of books, but let's let's talk about your uh, most recent one. It's My Money, a guided journal to help you manage your finances. Uh, Tell us a little bit about your book.
0: Yeah. So on one, I love the name. I have to tell the story. So it's a a registered trademark. It's my money, the way that is in the financial space. Love that. And it's came from a story. uh, The name came from my daughter um, where we had get my mom and I had given her some money when she was younger and she, we took her to the mall and she wanted to buy something. We didn't think that it was something that she should buy, right? Like, why do you want to get that? And she said back to me, it's my money. Like you gave it to me. Can I just buy what I want? So I remember Mm -hmm when I was uh, writing, when I, when the book was uh, coming about and I had like 50 titles of the name um, on my nightstand. And I, I rose up from the bed one day and I was like, I know exactly what the name is going to be. And I, the reason why I tell that story is because even at her young age, cause she was young at the time in what the book was going to be about, it made perfect sense. It's your money. You want to do right by it. You want to do what you want to do with it. So when you have the knowledge and the fundamentals of how uh, money works and how you should use money to your advantage, um, then you can do whatever you'd like. You can live your best life. That's what I tell people. You can live your best life if your money is right. So that particular book that is on shelves now um, is volume one of my journal series that was written in 2016. And that one is specifically for teens. So it was well. I say it was written for teens. I have plenty of adults that have purchased it as well. Because if you've never um, learned the um, the basic concepts, then that book could be for you as well. So what it does is teaches um, basic concepts: saving, budgeting, credit, the banking system, etc. And it has um, quick hit content in it, and it asks essential questions to reinforce the reading. It has action steps that are recommended based on what you've read, and it has um, inspirational quotes quotes throughout, and it's written in journal format, so it has lines so that you can write things that you think you need to do or things that you've learned, and then there's a a, a very robust glossary in the back as well. So, Oh, and it has a few stories. It has to tell some stories as well, so it's... it it did really well. Um, It's still, people still buy it today. It actually afforded me the opportunity to go out to high schools to teach um, juniors and seniors about money concepts because they're still not talk of personal finance in schools consistently. So that book uh, afforded me that opportunity.
1: Well, that's great. And um, yeah, it's sad that financial literacy is not part of the education system, but yet Juniors and seniors are either going out into the workforce or they're going on to higher education, you know, no matter what they're doing. But, you know, all of a sudden they're in charge of their financial lives. You know, exactly and-
0: right. That's exactly right. And that's why the 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 It's My Money, um, a guided journal to help you manage your finances is a journal series. So it started off volume one for ages 13 to 18, volume two, which is dropping soon, is for the next age bracket. And then volume three would be for the next. So next age age bracket being 19 to 25.
1: Oh, fantastic. And I I think that's a very sweet spot um because there's not much out there for those young adults. And they're struggling with a lot of very unique financial issues. So, yeah. You know,
0: Especially this day and age.
1: Yeah. Yes. 100% with all the college debt and everything. It's
0: like, yeah. Wow. Well, well, I mean, those, those that are going in or in right now, because uh, a few things. One, some of them can't work due to some of the workforce shifts like places they would have worked change due to the closures based on the pandemic. Um uh, parents lost you know loss of jobs, various different things. So some for some, in some situations a little bit harder um for folks to pay for college. Um the other thing is there's a lot of scholarship opportunities as well. So even within volume two, I talk about that like the best ways to get it paid for, right? You have somebody else pay for it. So if you set yourself up for that to be the case, that's an even better situation. So if you have your um um, you know, your higher education fully funded via scho- scholarships. That's a great thing, but you have to prepare for that.
1: Yeah, I think that's the key word there is preparation is going to college. is it, Like you point out, is there scholarships that you may not think, you know, you qualify, you have to look around and do your homework.
0: That's right. Uh, that's exactly right.
1: So that's fantastic. I, I I'm I'm excited to see that book. Um, so <laughs> you you've grab a got-
0: copy. Go on my website or go to Amazon. All right, or put I it will. In the Amazon cart, or you can go to my website.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, I definitely want to get the new one because you know right. that really interests me because there are a few books for teens, but you know I I felt that there really needs to be something for that young adult. They're not quite in the workforce yet. That's right. But they're not living at home. That's and, right. And I I think that's going to be extremely valuable for that age group, or they're just starting out in the workforce, but people aren't thinking about the 18 year old who goes to work.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Cause most of them are thinking about, okay, I finally, you know, I am at an age where I could, could work, I can work. Right. So usually it's, I want to get my first car, you know, be whatever that is. Mm-hmm. The other thing is, I'm working so that I can don't have to ask my parents for if I wanna go hang out with my friends or whatever. It's not, I'm saving for that bigger expense later on. You know what I mean? So that's why I um, talk to them about No matter how much money you get, so even at their age, because I speak a lot to adults about this, pay yourself first. You have to take a portion of whatever you get at whatever age and put it away so that you have it for, um, again, I call it when life happens. So you have it aside there for you can take care of things when unexpected things happen.
1: Definitely. Made made me think of my college years and eating ramen, you know, because I'd spend my paycheck right away. (laughs)
0: Yes, yes, exactly right. Exactly right.
1: (laughs) Oh, man. So you've also got a podcast, um, The Money Exchange. Uh, Can you tell us a little bit about The Money Exchange? You know, what kind of guests you have, what your podcast is about?
0: Sure. So one, I love podcasting. If you don't haven't picked it up by now, I love talking and especially talking about personal finance and my podcast. It's an audio podcast that airs across all um, audio platforms. And it is uh, the the premise of the show is to bring forth guests because all of my episodes have been interview style to bring forth guests in two realms. One, experts In the money field and or folks that have overcome money situations and entrepreneurs that have had the same situation. So um, found their ways muddled through or found capital to start their business and they talk about how they um, we're able to uh, do that. Do that. So I bring forth those stories, so it becomes one uh, how-to for the listeners, and it becomes an awareness platform for those that come on to bring more awareness to what they're doing in their various different platforms. So I have, you know, um, almost eighty episodes again across all audio platforms. So I love doing it. The Money Exchange. Check it out.
1: Well, that's great. And so, you know, as you were talking, is this aimed at younger adults or is it for anyone?
0: You know, that's a great question. So, um, so it's anybody that falls in that realm. I mean, cause as you know, these days you have like kids that are in um, middle school that are starting businesses. Right. I think I actually, uh-huh. one of my guests actually is an entrepreneur that um, is in college. So she started her business while she was in school. So it's if you fit that bill and the bill is had a great money story, Um, or started the, um, or an expert in the financial space, or started your business and made things happen to get money, or when you started it, you found capital along the way, that's for any age group. So it's the, those that need information on those two topics, it's for those folks.
1: That's fantastic. So, and for anybody who's watching or listening today, there will be links. Uh, to Petrina's uh, podcast and to her book, so you can check them out. Uh, those will be in the show notes. Uh, so, Petrina, um, what are some specific challenges for women with financial literacy is, is, you know, the financial education experience is a little bit different for women. What, what do you see as uh, those specific challenges?
0: So I think like in a lot of different categories, um, women are still not treated equal. So even me as a personal finance expert, um, somebody that looks different, differently than I do may be regarded in a a different way in a financial sector, um, because of whatever that reason is. So, um, I feel like there's still a lot of work to be done um, to regard women and women of all ethnicities in their expertise in a financial space. So I think that's number one from um, from an expert standpoint. From a learning about money perspective, I think um, there's a lot of different situations, and i learned this from people just that I know and from clients that I have. Sometimes the the, uh, women don't um, or aren't responsible for the bills, the money, even the making of the money. So therefore, um, sometimes their knowledge isn't um, at the level that it could be, but that is greatly changing. And the more people um, that one, look like them, so look like women, women that come Mm -hmm. come and forth that are experts, um, the the knowledge is um, spreading across so that more women are financially astute. So- um, that's what I would say about that. I think that um, there's a lot of avenues for people to learn about money today that was not before. So people are learning, um, there's podcasts, there are coaches, there are um, financial advisors. There's a lot of different people um, that are now making themselves um, more accessible so that people see that the broad there's a broader uh, population that's teaching personal finance because f- finance is a touchy subject um if you feel like a person can't relate to your story um or um and whatever that is if we look alike, if um our financial if our bank accounts are different then people feel like you can't really understand and help them if you don't understand the place that they're in so the more representation of people that need assistance with money um you know is available the better the more people would know how to do money differently and that's what it's all about and that's um another reason why i work with adults now um at you know kids in adults because they're Parents become my clients because if your if your kid come home tells you about they learned this from the it's my money lady and you really don't have your money right now you need to work with the, it's my money lady to get your money mm-hmm. in order. yeah so that's what I would say so there's still there's still a, a you know there's there's there definitely has been a a surge in ca- access to capital so that we can even do what we do and, and continue sustain that in um, that because that was different at one point in time as well.
1: That's great. Well, and, and I think you, you mentioned something that's really important too, is that it even goes beyond the gender, it, that it goes across the diversity uh, spectrum of people and money habits and how they're regarded by the financial services industry and vice versa. Yeah. And yet people don't understand each other's money stories and where they're coming from. Uh because everybody's experience is is different.
0: Exactly Um, right. That's exactly right.
1: So it's great. You know, I, you know, that's one of the things on a podcast, too, is I try to have a variety of guests from really different um, places, because everybody's got a unique message that's going to resonate with somebody else, because they may identify with somebody for, you know, I mean, unfortunately, the shallow reason, because they look like them, but hopefully more from the reason is that they listen like with this podcast and they go, well, I, I like your philosophy is, you know, yeah. I don't want to be restricted by my budget. You know, so that, that, that's a message that resonates uh, with people. And like you said, is it's great that there are more people out there talking about financial education.
0: Yeah, uh, that's, that's exactly right. And that's why I, I thank you for uh, being on the show because I think um, the, the more, um, awareness is made to the breadth of people that can help folks that need help in that space. Um, the better, so the more opportunities that I am afforded to be on shows um, to to reach different audiences, I'm I'm truly grateful for. So thank you.
1: Oh, it's a pleasure to have you. You know, I mean, money perspectives. You know, I you know for my listeners, yeah, you know, I I just hope that they go. You know, there there's somebody whose message resonates with me. And I can identify with what they're saying, uh, yeah. their philosophy. They're not scolding me about their money. They're just talking to me about my money. And,
0: exactly. Because uh, guess what? You know, Regardless of how I am with my money today, I once wasn't. And I do not think that somebody that made me feel worse than I felt already would be the person that would be ideal to help me, or I wouldn't want to take the action because- you know, you, you don't get where I am. You know what I mean? So I truly, truly get, um, and again, it's not about not having the money because I had the money. It was the choices I made with the money because I cared more about, um, you know, the things that looked like I had more money versus Mm -hmm. what that really meant. So, and you know, the famous quote from, uh, uh, Maya Angelou is when you know better, you do better. So once I, found out and I got the knowledge, I wanted to do better. And that's what I strive to do. And I, um, that's how I teach my clients as well.
1: That's great. That, that, that's a good North Star um, <laughs> for anybody. Maya Angelou is amazing, but that's, that's a whole nother <laughs> podcast episode. <laughs> um, so now that we've talked about these things, is, how do you feel we can improve financial literacy and financial education?
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I think that talks, that hits on what we just talked about a little while is um, ensuring people understand that the information is there once you change your mindset. So wherever you are today, even today, or when they listen to this episode, it doesn't matter. You can't change that. What you can do is get the information so that you can move forward in a much different way. Even with the same amount of money that you're making, you can change how you how you, um, how you operate your money, so that things will be different for you. Now, some people may still, with the shift in mindset, in the budgeting still may not have enough coming in to pay out what they need. To, so there may be um, a need to bring in additional money, but we can talk about how you do that as well. So first you have to start with the reduction in spending of un- unnecessary things. And then you have to, so you, notice I didn't say you have to get rid of it. You have to first reduce because you can't go cold turkey because you're turning mm-hmm. back around, And then you reduce that. And then maybe you need to take on some, um, Uh, ways to bring in additional funds. And I talk to people about how to do that. So that's what I would say with that. So there's a lot of people um, that can help with that. Um, You can go advisor, you can go coach. Um, There's podcasts that literally there are great podcasts from wonderful people that tell you step by step, what they did to get where they are. So oftentimes those stories are powerful because a a person listening may be at that exact spot and can use the experience of somebody else um, to watch out for certain pitfalls and to follow in that step. You know, it may not be exact, but it's a, it's a roadmap. And so that's why I love podcasts. You do need to be cautious. Um, because there's a lot of people that know that people need help in personal finance and just out telling people all kinds of things. So you want to make sure that you do your research, just like you would do with anything else. When you buy a car, find a gym or whatever you do, you want to do your research on who you're working with so that you can feel comfortable with the data that you're getting or listening to or reading. But there's a lot of opportunities out here to, um, to help people, um, what we call level up their money.
1: (laughs) Yeah. When I think you hit on something important, I, I, I think it's who's providing the content. The podcast is, you know, you've got the CFEI certification. You've had some financial education training, and that's not to say there's not some great personal finance bloggers out there who've had no professional, uh, certification training, but you know, it, it does change the conversation a little bit um, that, that you are serious about being a scholar of personal finance yourself, which means that your advice is going to come from a different level uh, exactly. besides your own personal experience. Exactly.
0: So. And right above me, I have a financial management certificate from um, Cornell. So I like I said earlier, once I got my stuff right, then I had to, um, you know, get the certifications that will allow me or, or give me, I guess you'll call it the um, the uh, credentials to be able to coach. So, yeah. And and I have. the So the experience is just the one component um, that helps. But, you know, others want to ensure that you really know what you're doing. So that's when those things come into play. So you're absolutely right.
1: So, no, it's, it's all balancing out. So, you know, to wrap up, uh, you know, this is my question for everybody is what is your number one tip on being financially prepared?
0: Ensure that you have a freedom fund. It's often called um, an emergency fund. And what that allows for is one, for you to have less stress in case anything happens loss of a job, medical situation comes about, um, you're in, uh, your bills increase, but your income do not. If you've put money aside so that you could sustain your household bills, um, you will be at a much better place. The way to, do, to get at that is uh, figure out, and if you're budgeting, you will know this number, come to your monthly number, times that by at least eight, I would say six, seven, or eight, there's a different rule of thumb about each of them. But one, one of those months times that monthly number by that, once you get to that sum, then you want to save in an online only high interest bearing account. And um, when, that, when that fund hits that, then then stop saving there and save somewhere else. So you know you have that cushion in case anything happens. So that's what I would encourage you. That will help you be at a, a financially free place in case anything happens. Now that does not mean that's the only savings you have or only money that you have. That's just the cushion in case life happens that knocks you off your feet.
1: Well, that's fantastic. That's a great tip. And and one thing that you did there that, I, it, that I've seen you do through the podcast during this conversation is that you change the words a little bit that people use and you make them a lot friendlier. Yeah. Um, freedom fund versus emergency fund. Uh, you know, and some of the things you said earlier, like about budgeting, you know, that you can use a different word, that yes. it's not so much the word, it's that people reflect these concepts and exactly.
0: uh, and that you know because that was that's how we started the mindset so sometimes when there's negative uh, uh, um, a word that someone associates with negativity then it automatically shuts them down from what they've received the information that comes after that so that's why I do that a lot
1: <laughs> well it, it's great I, I think that helps and that probably connects with people mm-hmm. um, so Where can people learn more about you?
0: Yeah. So one, Tony, I want to thank you so much for having me on the show. I completely enjoyed this conversation. I can talk about this all day because I love it. Um, they can find me. My website is probably best, which is itsmymoneyjournal.info. Again, that's itsmymoneyjournal.info. I am very heavy across social platforms. So um, on twi- Twitter and Instagram, my um, handle is itsmymoney__, that's I-T-S, M-Y-M-O-N-E-Y underscore. Um, I do have a Facebook community where um, people share entrepreneurial and financial um, transparency about what's going on and their questions asked. That is called the It's My Money Squad. So I would love for you to check me out there. And then as you already mentioned, I do have a podcast. So I'd love for you all to go and subscribe so that you're notified when each episode airs. And that is called The Money Exchange across wherever you listen to podcasts.
1: Fantastic. And for people who are watching or listening, all those will be in the show notes um, on my website. Um, So, you know, come check it out, Uh, connect with Petrina, uh, see what she's up to. Uh, Petrina, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been a pleasure.
0: Oh, thank you for having me. I enjoyed the conversation.
1: Fantastic. And to everybody tuning in, uh, thank you for watching or listening to the Tony Stewart podcast. And uh, until next time.